I did want to, I did want to thank our um, federal government though for um, that VBS video. I don't know if you recognize that we had uh, the government gave us some footage of government their government drones that are flying over, so we were able to get some aerial footage for VBS. So that that helped. Um, thanks, Big Brother. All right. Um, I was also I did want to also mention. Uh, connect groups. I know that we, I know we did that in the video, but connect groups are coming up. And if for whatever reason you don't feel connected, um, or if you feel really connected and want to feel more connected, this is one way. And, and um, this section, we've got um, all kinds of different ways. We do have our sermon-based groups where you can kind of uh, go a little bit deeper after the sermon and discuss questions like that. But we also have some topic groups this, this year. I'm doing one on Wednesday nights called Foundations, which is the heart behind that is re- it's a video-based curriculum with discussion and, and workbooks and stuff. But it, it's really going to make the Bible come alive in a fresh new way. So if you've ever just struggled to kind of get into the Bible and you want, um, you want the Bible to have just fresh life on it, um, come to my group and on Wednesday nights. Um, and then the men's group is, is going to be up and running, the women's group. And um, I think there's some midweek things. I think we have a financial piece, if I remember right, um, happening. So there's all kinds of good stuff like that. Also, um, pray for me. I am two days strong with, um, without Becky and Kaylee. They're at a wedding in Iowa, and I just have Aria. So Aria and I are, are you know, man in the fort. And... Uh, um, I've been letting her sleep with me at night, and um, I don't, I don't know if that's wise or not. But what I will say is, I multiple times woken up with a head right in my rib cage. So um, you guys can pray, pray for my sleep, and uh, she, I, the positions that she gets into when she's sleeping. It's just, I mean, does full 360s. I don't know, I don't know how you do that, but all right. We are uh, right in the middle of a, of a sermon series that is, uh, it's, it's, it is doing exactly what I thought it was going to do. Yeah, it's, it causes discussion and, um, and there's, there's even the agree-disagree element. And I don't know if I, I mean, there's all of, all of that that's going on. Hence the title, Elephant in the Room. Uh, it's, the, it's the type of sermon series that, well, everyone wants me to talk about it from the pulpit, but you, you don't know, you probably don't want to talk about it, you know, amongst yourselves. This is, uh, we're, gonna, we're talking about those things that um, churches just don't, talk about very often. Today um, is going to be an an elephant that, uh, well, we we talked about racism the first week and uh, did a, I I thought it was just an incredible um, depiction of kind of some reality of what's going on and even just um, at the degrees of things even in our own hearts um, that that we all walk in and and Pastor Ken um, Robinson did a, an interview with me and, and I thought he was just able to set, shed some really good light there. Last week was on homosexuality and Brady Cohn um, just, uh, just hit it out of the park. In fact, I, to, I can't remember a time when there was a standing ovation in our, in our church service. Has there ever been? I don't know. So that was just really cool. Um, lots of tears. And if you were able to stay for the Q&A, there was even um, a lot of the questions were answered that maybe were arose during um, his message. And we have all of that available. I think it's all available on our website, um, the Q&A and the, and the message. And so today is a big one. Can I just say, um, just go ahead and start praying for me right now. 
Can I just, those of you that, that love me and, and respect me, just reach out a hand and, and just give me some fresh anointing right now. Um, we're going to talk about the, the elephant in the room called gossip. We're going to hit gossip. We're going hit to it, hit it straight on. And I'll tell you this, we all do it. At some time, whether, whether it's been recent or whether it's been in the past, we've all been a part of it, whether it's been a little one or a big one. And so it hits all of us. It hits me. I'm studying it this week, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, this is one of those, one of those ones. It's interesting. Uh, I'm going to get to, I'm gonna get to some, some stuff here in just a second. I, I thought, why don't we just start off with a little bit, a little bit lighter. Um, I, I do want to share a story. Um, Harriet. Now, anytime you hear the name Harriet, right? You know where this is going. Harriet. Harriet, the church gossip and self-appointed supervisor of the church morals, kept sticking her nose into other people's business. Several residents were unappreciative of her activities but feared her enough to maintain their silence. She made a mistake, however, when she accused George a new member of being an alcoholic after she saw his pickup truck parked all afternoon in front of the town's only bar. She commented to George and others that everyone seeing it there would know that he was an alcoholic. George, a man of few words, stared at her for a moment and then just walked away. He said nothing. Later that evening, George quietly parked his pickup in front of Harriet's house and left it there all night. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> hey, uh, the, the main thought today is this. As with every sin, God desires to expose gossip in our lives, not with the goal of embarrassment, but rather the goal of healing, freedom, and unity. Just like every sin, there's, there's compassion without compromise. The, the Lord, just with an undying love, he loves every single one of us in this room. And everybody that hears this on, on the podcast or, or in this church building, he loves you. And he hates sin. Uh, there's, a, there's a great passage, Romans chapter 1, starting in verse 29. You might see it on the screen. It says this, They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. What a list. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. Anyone getting warm fuzzies yet? They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree and those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. What a powerful statement. Do you know where this, this passage, you know what's going on here? He's... He's also, in Romans 1, talking about the horrendous abomination of what we talked about last week, homosexuality. And in the midst of this, of giving us over to our sin, what Romans was talking about, right in the midst of all that, included in that, is gossip. 
which, really? I mean, it's not, it's not that big a deal, right? I mean, especially when you compare the sins of like homosexuality and adultery, I mean, even lying, but then, I mean, just gossip. And yet, in God's eyes, it is, it is the exact same thing. And, and we'll go on, we'll, we'll listen to some scripture of what God thinks about it. But it's become this elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about it, partly because we're all doing it. We're all. We're all to blame. And hopefully the goal of this message is that we could just stop it. Knock it off. Let's start honoring and respecting and loving each other. And if we don't have anything to say, like my, good to say, like my mom and grandma would always say, then what? Come on. Yeah, preach it. Preach it. Titus chapter 3. Verse 10 says, warn a divisive person once and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. You may be sure that such people are warped and sinful. They are self-condemned. Gosh. I didn't find like really like just great things to say about gossip in the Bible. It was pretty hard-hitting. Proverbs 20 I mean, Titus says, after like you've warned them twice, don't have anything to do with them. That doesn't sound like a real loving, I don't, wow. Proverbs 20, he who goes about as a talebearer uh, reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with one who flatters his lips. James 1, verse 26, if any one among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but uh, deceives his own heart. This one's religion is useless. And I, I mean, I, I know you're thinking I'm talking about you, which, I mean, I am. I'm talking about me. I mean, I'm reading these verses and I'm like, oh my goodness, what we do. But it's, I mean, except for when we're talking about like political candidates and stuff like that, right? Or any of those reality TV people. Wow. Psalm 139, and may this be, may this be our heart this morning. Verse 23 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Can that be our heart this morning that he, he doesn't expose just for the sake of exposing and embarrassing. He exposes things because he actually loves you. He wants the best for you. He wants the best for the community. In a church like this, he wants it to be a safe place. You know, I know that there, there have been people that have even left this church because of gossip. There's been people that have left this church because of gossip that they thought I said about them. I mean, it's just crazy. Gossip is nuts. But there's freedom and there's healing and there's a better way. Um, so um, 
We're talking about gossip. Elbow your neighbor and say, this one's for you. <laughs> yeah, just joking. You got you to gotta slip one in there. It's, pretty, it's a pretty heavy topic. So. And, but gossip, it, it does seem almost like a necessary part of our existence. It almost, and that's the lie, right? But it almost, I mean, whether it, whether it be at work around, the, I mean, it used to be around the water cooler, right? You know, whether it be, uh, you know, at, at church or with your friends or family members or family, I mean, it just seems like, like you can't really exist without this, and, and which is probably why the deception is there that this one isn't that big of a deal, even though as you read in scripture, it's like listed right in there in the detestable sins, not a big deal because everybody does it, right? So what is gossip? There's, there's, some, there's some different definitions that we can, that we can find. Uh, here, here's a couple that maybe zero it down. Because wouldn't you want to know if you're doing it, right? When we are talking about a situation with somebody who is neither part of the problem or part of the solution, then we're probably gossiping. Wouldn't you agree? The dictionary says it this way, casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. I like this, straight from the gossip, the gossip's mouth. Here's the definition. My name is gossip. I have no respect for justice. I maim without killing. I break hearts and ruin lives. I am cunning and malicious and gather strength with age. The more I am quoted, the more I am believed. I flourish at every level of society. My victims are helpless. They cannot protect themselves against me because I have no face. To track me down is impossible. The harder you try, the more elusive I become. I am nobody's friend. Once I tarnish a reputation, it's never the same. I topple governments, wreck marriages, and ruin careers. Cause sleepless nights, heartaches, and indigestion. I spawn suspicion and generate grief. I make innocent people cry in their pillows. Even my name hisses. I make headlines and headaches. My name is Gossip. There's different types of gossip. I found a list that I thought would help us. Just, again, wouldn't you want to know if this, if, if you participate at all? I would want to know. I found out that I've done some of these. There's the slander. Have you heard of slander? Slander, it's defined as spreading rumors or lies about someone to purposely cause damage. There's a, this, this person called it dishing. Dishing, this is a type of gossip. Dishing the dirt basically means sharing the juicy info you learned about someone. Maybe the intent isn't to directly cause damage, but by keeping the gossip alive, it continues to spread and taint the image of the person it's about. Dishing. There's another one. Rumors. You hear something... And it's not good, and it's also not confirmed as true, but you tell someone or ask someone else about it to get more info, 
the rumor mill turns and turns and the gossip spreads. Or what about this? The not really joking jokes. This is another kind. The not really joking jokes. Have you ever taken some part of truth and turned it into a joke about someone that makes another question their character? It also serves as a passive way to spread more gossip. Here's the example. Maybe he or she will actually get off the couch today and long enough to blah, 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 whatever, right? So we're just kind of not really joking, joking. Or what about the planting seeds? It's kind of similar. This type of gossip is said in such a way to make the listener question or assume something about the character of someone. For example, isn't it weird how he keeps staring at your girlfriend when you're not looking? Right? So just planting a seed. Or maybe one of my favorites, not, that, not my favorite to do, it's the got this all wrong gossip. This is, this is what, what happens. You admit you probably got it wrong, but spread it anyway, because it's still touching on some points that could be true or would sound exciting if it was true. Either way, it usually starts out like this. I probably got it all wrong, but apparently... Man, you could cut this room with a knife. It's, it's convicting. I mean, I had to look at myself in the mirror as I'm reading through all this stuff. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through 19. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. I just, you, you think, I ask myself questions like, why would gossip make the list of the things that are detestable? him why would it make the list out of all of the others why would this make the list and I think there's a few reasons but one um, you, you know he's a father God's a father and I, I wonder if like if, if someone was talking about my kids you know <laughs> if someone was talking about my children I'd probably you talk about me all you want but talk about my kids Right, all the moms in the room are like, yeah, right, exactly. And I wonder if God the Father is like that because all of us are his children. And so I wonder if gossip makes the list partly because, wait a minute, you're talking about my child. My, my brother and I, we would, um, we would always, uh, growing up, say bad things about each other and, and we would always use like, uh, words that, um, that would hurt. We would make up names. And, uh, and so my mom would always say, um, you're only allowed to call your brother by his name. I'm like, okay. Right. So right, moms, do you ever, I don't know. At least that's how it was with us. You're only allowed to use their name. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. Anyways, yeah, that's a, it's a good idea. Anyways. <laughs> 
That's awesome. All right, moving on. If I think of it, I'll let you know. Oh, talking about our kids, that's right. Talking about kids. So, and, and, and the mom and dad would always say the reason why is because your brother is a child of God. You're only allowed to call him the name God gave him. And it, it made sense, but man, come on, mom. That's no fun. After all, Jordan's a jerk. But we think about this gossip. There's something sickingly attractive about gossip. And it's probably because Psalm, or I'm sorry, Proverbs 18.8 says this. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. Isn't there just like, yeah, I know I shouldn't, but I, I just gotta... As long as you don't tell anybody, okay? As long as you don't tell, I just got it. It's like, because they're like choice morsels. And they go down to the inmost parts. And uh, it's so hard to stop. And it's so hard to stop someone else that is. Because it's just, there's something about it that just draws you right in. It's why it's so hard to stop. And so the question is then, why do you participate in gossip? Why do I, why do we participate in gossip? And there's all kinds of reasons people were asked this question. And, and some would say, because it makes me feel important. You know, maybe it's the, uh, I'm in the know. And so there's something, some insecurity. Uh, maybe, maybe they enjoy, maybe you enjoy hearing the dirt. I mean, people are making millions of dollars with, TV and magazines and all kinds of stuff because we enjoy hearing the dirt. Maybe we enjoy making others look bad. Now, you never say that with your mouth. But if you were to pause, is it ever feel, just make you feel better when other people look bad? Or maybe you're just dissatisfied with life. And so it adds a little bit of spice <laughs> to things. I know times for me that gossip was attractive because it was easier than confrontation. It, it was so much easier to talk to somebody else about it than actually, like Matthew 18, to actually go to the person and resolve something. Or when I, like Matthew 5, when I know that, that uh, someone's offended with me, it's easier for me to talk to somebody else, right, instead of going the person I found when I looked at all of the reasons why people gossiped you want to know the one common thing is that there was not one good reason to gossip not one good reason you know there's another reason that God may hate gossip do you think maybe because gossip is a reflection of the darkness and the sin that's inside of me do you think he hates gossip because of what it looks like when it comes out? It's a reflection of all of that stuff. Maybe he hates it because of that. Even though everyone may do it, we want to live higher than the culture we live in and according to the word of God. Even though it's such a common sin, 
We want to live higher than the culture, right? We've got to. And we need to live according to the word. And so with all of that, I thought, let's, let me give you a, a few ideas on overcoming the sin of gossip. And uh, so number one, if you're taking notes, overcoming the sin of gossip. Number one, is my conversation helpful or hurtful? Is my conversation helpful or hurtful? Ephesians chapter 4 Verse 29 says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Proverbs 16 says, scoundrels create trouble. Their words are destructive, are a destructive blaze. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. I mean, isn't that what it does? Is it causes division? It's even, has there, have you ever had a, a best friend where there became division just because of gossip? I mean, have you ever been gossiped about? You don't have to raise your hand if you don't want to, but man, isn't it? Doesn't it hurt? Have you ever walked up on on somebody when they were gossiping about you, we're like, oh, well, I mean, it was another, it was another Jonathan that we were talking, we talking about your, another, another guy, not, right. Is my conversation helpful or hurtful? Be honest. Be honest now when you talk about it. Is it helpful or, or, or hurtful? Uh, sometimes we d- disguise gossip buried in have you ever done this it's buried in a compliment sandwich so so you're like well Jonathan he is he's an incredible preacher just an incredible preacher and teacher but I sure wish he would wear a suit every Sunday you know it would just oh lord it would, just, it would just go a whole long, long way. He, it would take his game to a whole nother level. And while we're on the subject, if he did something, maybe a wig, maybe, did you say eyeshadow? You must have missed last week. But he has such a great family and he must be a great husband because I mean, look, at, look at his wife and his children, right? And so we, we do this. It, it, you, you compliment sandwich it in. And so it, it makes, what it really does makes you feel better about yourself that you just said some bad things about Jonathan's wardrobe. What about this? What about... <laughs> I, it Sorry, um, hold on. I know it doesn't happen here, but... Um, at some, some churches across the world, the nation. Uh, have you ever, a prayer meeting that turns into gossip or a prayer chain? You know, something that's just really on my heart. I feel like we need to pray for George because, well, he slipped into adultery again. We just need to, you know, it, I, I really feel for him. I really feel for his, for his family. And, uh, and so let's, can we all just gather, you know, together and pray for George, right? I mean, right? 
And so we, sometimes if we make ourselves feel better about gossip by make, spiritualizing it. It, it, it. Only in the church can we spiritualize gossip. We get on the phone and say, we, we got to pray for sister so-and-so or brother whoever. And here's the reason why. Blah. Ah, gross. Ah disgusting you know in Jesus name glory but it's okay to talk about it if it's true right I mean if it's true I mean as long as it's true let me burst your bubble Everything that is said should be true, but not everything that is true. Oh, I'm sorry. Everything that is true does not need to be said. It's, it, it, just because it's true doesn't give us a license. We still have to come back to this thought. Is it helpful or hurtful? Is it helpful or hurtful? Number two. Does this help? I hope it helps. This, this, we're giving ourselves a, a guard along with Holy Spirit for us to just decide, am I being a part of the solution or not? Or am I doing something that's destructive? And, and we've got to root the sin out of our lives. Here's number two. Am I making private matters public? Wouldn't that be a good question to ask as we're addressing the elephant, the sad, sad elephant in the room? That's my niece's elephant. I thank her for the prop. Am I making private matters public? A story about a man. He went to a priest and confessed that the Lord had recently convicted him of gossip. He wanted to know what he could do to make it right. The priest told him to go to the top of a mountain, rip open a feather pillow, turn the feathers loose in the wind, and then come back to him the next day. So the man did like he was told. He went to the top of the mountain, tore open the feather pillow, and scattered the feathers to the wind. The next day, he went back to the priest and asked what he was to do next. The priest told him to go back and collect all of the feathers. The man complained that it would be impossible to collect all of those feathers. They were scattered everywhere. That, my friend, was the point. Once you begin to gossip, the words uh, the words to spread scatter to the wind and can never be retrieved. You don't know where they're going to go, where they will land, or whom they will hurt. Am I making private matters public? Proverbs 11, starting in verse 12, it says, It is foolish to belittle one's neighbor. A sensible person keeps quiet. A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. You know, isn't it, it's hard even in our day and age because we've got social media and stuff and, and uh, if you've got Facebook or Twitter or what, some of those other Instagrams and, uh, you know, all of those. And, and so we won't call 300 people to tell them, but we will post it on Twitter. We will post it on Facebook. And uh, so my thought here is, one, let's protect <laughs> These people's reputation, let's protect people, uh, keep the matters private. But what about also protecting yourself? Do you, 
Do you care about the reputation that you're getting about being a gossip? Protect yourself. This is what the Bible says, Proverbs 25, starting in verse 9. It says, when arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you will never regain your good reputation. There's all kinds of good reasons to, get, to just gain control over this sin in our lives. Last one, number three. Am I permitting others to gossip? Now this is where we go a little bit deeper. Because I'm not the one saying it. I, I just heard it. Proverbs 17, four. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars play close, close attention to slander. It's not just wrong to speak the gossip, it's wrong to listen to it. What you permit, you promote. What you permit in conversations, what you permit, you also promote. So not only will I not do it, but I won't hang around those who do. It hasn't, can that be the, the thing that we get into our heart when we leave here? It's not only will I not do it, but I'm also not going to hang around others that do. And it's easier said than done. But let me give you four, four simple ways to turn the conversation. And some of the, this will just be depending on your personality, okay? So here's the subtle way. I'm not feeling very comfortable with this conversation, okay? Just subtle, kind of turn the conversation. I guess you could just like, just tuck tail and run. That would be another way. Here's, here's the next one. Here's the, the caring way. If blank knew we were talking about them, they'd probably be hurt. Okay? So it's just another, another way. Here, here's the, the third way. Here's a biblical way. If you have a problem, maybe you should go directly to, right? So we're encouraging the Matthew 18, the Matthew 5 principle of confrontation. If you have a problem, maybe you should go to. Here's, the, here's a little bit more direct um, way. If you keep talking about others, I'm not hanging out with you. And then you need to do it with a little bit of an attitude. And maybe say with you instead of with you. <laughs> so there are, um, there are times um, when we have to talk about um, something with a third party. Uh, and, but they're rare. They're rare. And, and here's sometimes um, when you're saying, here's like the rules. When, you, when there's a, a situation where we need to talk about somebody else, here's kind of the rules. First of all, saying something constructive that you would say in front of them. Now, notice I didn't just say, well, only if you would say it in front of them. Because there might be some of you in this room, I would say it in front of their face. I would say it right to their face. I'm like, well, first of all, then do it. And secondly, that's not what I said. I said constructive. <laughs> constructive. Saying something constructive that you would say in front of them. Number two. <coughs> Everyone in the conversation wants to help the person. You're, now we're going to, to issues of motive in our hearts. Everyone in the conversation wants to help 
the person. And here's a third one. This is, this is something that I do. Um, is the person I'm talking to part of the circle of solution? Especially like in my line of work, right? Are, are, they, are they part of the solution? You know, I don't even, I, I don't know that you need to know this or not, but just like I don't even tell my wife everything as far as uh, counseling and all that type of stuff. And, and some of you are like, well, man, it's okay to tell your spouse. Well, it might be okay, but is it beneficial? And so something I do, and I, and I heard this, uh, learned this from uh, a great mentor of mine, that if I feel maybe there's something I'm carrying, maybe there's the emotion of an event that I'm carrying uh, and, and I need to talk to somebody, I might talk to my wife, and I'm going to share the emotion of the event without the names, without the details, without the faces. Maybe she, as my helpmate, is going to help me process through some of the emotion and pray with me. But I don't always need to share names, faces, and details. Now, sometimes it's appropriate. So is the person I'm talking to part of the circle of solution? Otherwise, why am I sharing this with them? What is the motive here? Is my goal and motive to bring solution to this situation? And Like, for instance, maybe, maybe there's somebody addicted to drugs and we need to organize an intervention, right? There may need to be some conversation with that person not there in order to get some help or, some, or alcohol or, or maybe there's somebody that's, that slipped into an affair or is struggling with a huge sin issue and, and they haven't responded to some of the Matthew 18 and some of these other things. And so let's, um, because of we care about this person, and, and we, we care about having a constructive conversation and we're, wanted, we're part of the solution, we might have a conversation. But man, these times have to be rare because the Bible gives us incredible um, tools for confrontation. And I don't have time to preach on it, but would you, in your own time this week, look at Matthew 18 and Matthew 5. And so bottom line, your words matter. Your words matter. Matthew 12, verse 36, starting verse 36, puts it this way. He says, but I, and this is Jesus talking, he says, but I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Right from our Savior's mouth. Proverbs, Proverbs 18, 21, famous verse about the tongue. It says, the tongue has the power of what? Life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. I like the place in the Old Testament. I think it was in Exodus. Um, it says, choose life. Choose life. The tongue has the power of life and death. Choose life. My words have the power of life and death. I want to be caught speaking well of someone. I want to be caught speaking things that are for people and not against them. I want to be caught saying things that are helpful and, and never hurtful. I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. I want to believe the best rather than assuming the worst. 
And so may our prayer, as Pastor Kelly's coming and his team, be that Holy Spirit would guard our conversations. There's something that I, I often pray when we're out to eat with friends or even by ourselves. I'll just, after I thank the Lord for the food, I'll just say, Lord, would you bless our conversation right now? Lord, all over this place, would you take just the truths of this word? Would you expose what needs to be exposed, but not for embarrassment, not to just poke at something, but Lord, because you want to bring healing and freedom and unity to the body of Christ. Lord, would you help us understand this topic of gossip as, as destructive as all of these other lists of things that are detestable. And Lord, most of all, across this room, may there be grace, may there be mercy, may there be perfect love, may there be peace. And like other things that we talk about, may there be compassion, but no compromise. And it's because of Jesus we pray. Amen. Could we stand this morning and worship with Pastor Kelly and the team this one last song? Father in heaven, you know my longing. You hear my every thought and prayer. Bring you my heart and all my affection. I long to love you.